Tiny, uh, we're t <laughs> Herman doesn't like the mic. Lily's gonna try to keep track of everybody here because she's, you know, the host dog. She's, she's the, the host she's dog. the mama. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. trying to make sure everyone's got it, got, got the drinks filled. She's you doing a, a good time. Job. She's going from person to person. You go, you okay? You need anything? Snacks. You know, my coat's in the coat check. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I feel well. You'll get it back at the end of the I night. Feel well. Oh, tip your coat check, lady. We got coat check ladies here. Yeah, at the uh, Lily, <laughs> the laser the discourse. Check lady. Yeah. We're at She'll the, check your coat for snacks. We're at the discourse uh, center here. Uh, <laughs> that what, that's your house. I, I was trying to come up with a cool name your for like, the uh, like the Bat Cave, but for laser discourse, like uh, <laughs> welcome to the discourse layer. Mission failed. Uh, I'll work on it. You I'll work do on that. It. House of Discourse. Okay, that might work for this one. We're doing kind of an Arthurian. Uh, well, no, I'm going like I'm going uh, Game of Thrones. You know, like. Son of discourse, you know, uh, right over my head, right over your head. Okay, well, I'm glad you don't know anything about Game of Thrones because we're talking. I'm glad that I don't know anything about we're Game of Thrones. <laughs> we're talking. We're going medieval on your ass today, Nick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a laser disc by the name of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, this uh, was just such a fun watch. We just watched this thing, and this is going to be our first Criterion Collection release, by the way. I was very surprised to learn this was in the Criterion I collection. Was, I, I've been hounding Nick to do one of these Criterion Collection uh, releases since we started. And I just don't like good movies. Well, so. yeah, you don't want to respect movies. You're, you're not one of these people <laughs> who wants to study a movie and, and like admire it and be like, oh, the cinematography was mwah, you know. And, uh, Give me some explosions, get, yeah, a couple right? of kung fu fights and as I'm long happy. as as long as someone's time traveling or sure. uh, yeah. yeah we're good mm -hmm. but uh, as long as I'll play as, that character for you today as soon sure. as you have to like uh, study a movie yeah. examine a motif no. or some shit my yeah, favorite film that. of all time can I tell you is I would love to hear it dude where's my car that can't be right. that's not true okay Jesus Christ <laughs> my heart stopped <laughs> Honest, swear to God, like I, I was no. like, you might have to take me to the hospital. I don't now. hate that movie though; it's fun. No, it, ton of fun, ton of lots not, of laughs. No Criterion, not worth, not yet. But Monty Python yet, might but, be as silly in a lot of ways. Monty like Python that. was kind of the original dude. Dude is where is my car? Is that fair dude to say? is my car? Dude, there, dude where is dude? The lost Aerosmith dude, song. Dude Dude's, is my car. Dude is where is my car? Sometimes it do More be like that. Uh, yeah, right. This might be the first comedy on the Criterion Collection because this is a you know a, as you know it is a comedy. You know as a uh, film aficionado, the Criterion <laughs> Collection, which you love to study, uh, is a very serious collection of important contemporary and classic films. It is. Take, it sounds very highbrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why are we watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail on it? I, that's what I love about it. It's it's one of those where this uh, th you know you know the first movie that ever got released on Criterion Collection was uh, Citizen Kane, of right? Course. Of great, course, great movie. The, the greatest film of all time. The movie that say. the the second movie that got released was King Kong. Okay, eh, a little different, a little different vibe there, right? right so sure. I, I think Criterion doesn't get enough credit for showing important movies that are not only important for. Uh, critical circles but as well as the audience and just movies in general and so right you know how does monty python fit into that um i don't know it's a comedy in the 70s that 
that did things that no other movie had done at the point at that point that it influenced a, movies yeah. up to this day. Uh, yeah. Nineteen seventy-five. I you, mean, yeah. You you grew up in a uh, Monty Python house, as you well, as so, you tell it. It's a good movie. First of all, it's like a well-made film. It's low sure budget, thing. and they point that out very low. Budget. But they're so creative, and you know, it's got the the characteristic Monty Python animation in it like absolutely the, the paper moving awkwardly kind of look <laughs> and uh it's very cool in that it just owns what it is and it does such a good job of being that it's pervasive throughout the whole monty python's shows the all of their movies everything right. and a lot of the things these the the troupe has gone on to do individually has a lot of these characteristics in it so it's kind of like its own comedy style you know, it, it developed its own comedy style, I feel like. And w- I watched this movie as a kid many times. It's so, so funny. But watching it again, I haven't seen it for years. Watching it again, there's things that I didn't remember about it that uh, make it even more hilarious. And, like, even, and even more absurd, right? I the, mean, The opening credits, first of all. There's this <laughs> running joke in we, the credits. We thought something was wrong. With, so we put the disc in, and there's a whole thing. Because this is Criterion Collection, there's like a second audio track that's got director's commentary and there's supposed you know supposed to be some japanese subtitle track or something so we're wondering hey uh, how do we access those tracks are, are we getting the right tracks and yeah subtitles start coming up in the opening credits about a seemingly unrelated incident with a moose yeah and so we're both like oh have we somehow accidentally hit the wrong credits what what happened what did we do and we're like write it out it's monty python right it'll pay off so yeah to, uh, it was a joke about a so moose funny. dying and then uh but it was written in like uh, what i can only assume is a swedish accent <laughs> right they got the unlots or something going yeah through the lots moose. of the o's with the, the o's. cross through them yeah uh so funny yeah and it was just a hilarious running gag and then they had a slide in that said you know, the, <laughs> the person who responsible for the credits has been sacked has been sacked. I love I love, the, the I love that turn of phrase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've been sacked. And but then it kept going. And then they kept, were sacked. It and went way, way longer than you thought it people should. People kept getting sacked throughout the opening and then credits. <laughs> in the credits themselves, at the end of maybe a couple of credits would be like Head Moose Trainer. And it's yes. like a 19-letter uh, name. Uh, and moose like, choreography. Moose, moose caterer. <laughs> you know, things like that. It's, and Guys, then they got th- sacked again. There's not a moose in the movie. It's, no, <laughs> it's just a story one. that started happening in the opening credits. It's so funny. Though. That's what you're in for. Yeah. It, and it, it really is a movie where you don't know exactly what's supposed to be real and what's you know, like, is that on purpose? Of course, everything's on purpose, but the, well, it I doesn't think, feel like and it. And part of the Criterion Collection, you know, aura around this the is. Ouvoir. Is yes, <laughs> wow, and is the <laughs> we're highbrow here. The breaking of the fourth wall, like you're, we'll get into this, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but that the the poor old man who just gets killed, but in present day, by uh, one of the characters in the film, and then the ending surprised the hell out of me because I did not remember that ending. We'll, we'll, I know. no spoilers yet. I know, you know, the, well, of course. Hopefully, you've seen we're this gonna movie. We're going to spoil it, but not yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a movie about King Arthur looking for the Holy Grail in Arthurian times with Lancelot and the rest of them. And there's a subplot that takes place in modern day England that is a murder investigation. <laughs> and that, because at one point, one of the characters. <laughs> Not in a the funny film, murder investigation. No, just runs very by straightforward, this guy. tragic murder investigation. He runs by this guy place. in a park, kills him with the sword, 
you know, and then runs a off. Local historian. And his wife behind the camera runs out <laughs> and is just devastated, Very looking dark. around like what happened. And then you see glimpses of the investigation through sprinkled in in the Wow, oh it's a God. it's a subplot that I did not remember. I didn't remember that at, at either. Yeah, I've seen this movie a hand a handful of times. Um, I didn't exactly grow up with Monty Python. It was kind of one of those where I, I watched it, uh, you know, th- here and there with uh, friends in high school and stuff. But this movie is definitely, I think, the high point of what they're doing as far as absurdity and just ridiculousness. The, you know? Well, the guy rides around on a horse, quote unquote. And it's and there's another guy following him yeah. with coconuts making clip clop sounds. Yeah, there's no horses in the movie either. No horses. No moose, no horses. No well, there's <laughs> there's wildlife, but that comes <laughs> later. <laughs> that does come it later. Does, yes. Uh there's some ducks. <laughs> there are some <laughs> and some farm animals. And some yes. animals, yeah. But uh yeah, the the audacity. I think this movie gets points because in the seventies they weren't making movies that just kind of um Told you, we don't care. We get it. It's The joke is right. on them. The joke is that the movie is low budget and they don't have money for horses, so they're riding around on fake... They're, they're, just, they're just trotting themselves as if they're a horse. As yeah. if they are the horse. Yeah. You know, not even just... Riding just, an like, invisible it's, horse. It's almost hard to get your mind around... Skipping, like, basically. Like, what's the table reading there when they're, like, getting together for the script read-through? They're like, all right, so uh, King Arthur just gallops as if he's in there yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah okay keep going but the whole joke is we have a horse no you don't yes we do no you don't that is that is monty python in a nutshell the opening sequence of this movie is i see what the reality is no you don't it's wrong you're incorrect and then that back and forth that is uh this whole movie and this whole troop. Well, really. it's somebody saying their own truth, like I'm riding a horse, and their, he's obviously yes, not. And then the truth. real world mirroring the actual world to you and saying, "No, th- no, you're not. There, there's no ho- nobody else can see a horse here. <laughs> Don't you see... understand this?" And he goes, "Of course there is. Yes, you're wrong. Yes, it's a uh, no. It's... That's a coconut. No, you know. And then, well, where and did then you get we get into the coconut bit. Yeah, and, and, it, yeah. This whole movie opens with them talking about swallows." carrying coconuts and if that's scientifically are they feasible African swallows or are they european well that's swallows? where i'm getting that you know because yeah an african <laughs> swallow but no a european swallow that's what i mean you know it's like the the bickering and the bantering that goes on in this movie is and that comes insane. back that joke comes back in the end of the movie right towards it the does end of the pay movie off. it does pay that's off. the kind of stuff that makes this criteria stuff that should never you know? pay off pays off right like, like stuff that has no business paying off ends up <laughs> making the movie work uh, exactly yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so I just want to say, the, let's just get the names out there. Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Michael Palin. This is Monty Python. Um, everybody except Graham Chapman uh, still alive. Graham Chapman passed away in 89, and uh, he's King Arthur. He's the star of this movie. So yeah. we were going to do a who's that guy because we usually do a segment on this show where we say who is that guy, but these five, six guys, these six guys – Play basically every role in the right. movie. There's no bit characters because it's the same guys playing other roles. Yeah, there's a it's couple very like sketch comedy esque. It's very. This might be the first. You know, I'm trying to think of like who would be older, because the you know without Monty Python, obviously you don't have people like Kids in the Hall, The State, 
um, things moving up. You know, even today you have a right. lot of you have these yeah. all these improv troops that are you know performing in everywhere. And they were really genre. You don't have things like comedy bang bang and uh, the modern comedy scene that is just absurdist. And you don't have Will Ferrell. You know, you don't right. have Ben Stiller. You know, I mean, uh, that's yeah, that's why this is a Criterion Collection because these guys really started that whole trend. I think, and yeah. the fact that they are in every character in in every scene in every bit of this movie is uh where that comes from you know you don't have mike myers playing several characters in a movie like you know in austin powers right if you don't have this or eddie murphy in or eddie murphy professor yeah, yeah absolutely or many of his movies uh, anything like that right like uh that is where all of this i think originates i'm, I'm trying to think of what would have been before this maybe in the 60s because well, the show was in the early 70s right yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, it's yeah. very earlier than this movie. Yeah, this movie, yeah, right, exactly. They're already pretty well-defined yeah. is what they do. And this spawned a musical on Broadway, a, an award-winning musical, Spamalot. Absolutely, Spam yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's Keeps on a cultural, given. you know, not I don't want to say phenomenon, but it's like a cultural, uh, uh, it's a piece of Absolutely. culture. Well, you know, I grew up loving the King Arthur stuff, uh, reading the books and uh, Sword in the Stone, the fantasy. Oh yeah, Disney Sword in the Stone is a Loved great it. movie. But but anything Excalibur, the, the the movie Excalibur, or just any kind of picture book that's got King Arthur stuff, I was totally into it. So, um, but this they really do hit kind of all the big points of of that legend, while also just just making fun of everything. You know, also. Really reminded me of The Simpsons. A lot of Simpsons oh, jokes in this. Oh, so much. Uh, the Simpsons writers had to be huge Monty Python fans. You know, and I, almost to a point where it's like, I didn't even... Re it's like some of these jokes were like direct Simpsons jokes of just oh, yeah. the way people would like, ah! as they like fell off a cliff uh -huh. or something. It's like just so specifically yeah. uh, those Simpsons jokes. That and I there's think different of. types of jokes. They make a sound joke. Which I love when he's oh, yeah, building you, uh, the horse, yeah, right. the Trojan horse, and uh, and it's just <laughs> sound for about a minute, and the reaction of the the guy in the castle looking to see where that sound is. <laughs> the sound is the joke. It's absolutely you don't see that very often. I feel like I don't anyway. Oh no, uh, well, every, not that long, not that extended of a joke. There's so many like giggle moments yeah. that are like sound cues like that. The the little animation where the guys. You know, turns over with the butt, and so the guy smells his. You know, I'm saying this on a podcast, but yeah, it's like the he guy basically the farts guy, into a trumpet. The guy yeah. farts into the other guy's face, and he goes, so it's like, it's like, ooh. <laughs> it's like so childish. And it really makes me understand how childish I am still, you know. But this as was a, 36 a group of man. grown adults making these films. Adults, yeah. And grown adults like them they were adults. at the time. So, oh, I loved it. You know. Uh, well, and I think everyone loved it. This was a pretty successful movie. Uh, this is what got them to make movies like Life of Brian and mm -hmm. to continue. And then, you know, they obviously, right, Terry Gilliam doesn't start, you know, maybe he doesn't start directing his own movies without the success of directing oh, yeah. this movie, yeah. you know. Um, I, I definitely want to talk about Brazil and, and uh, Leaving Las or uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and, and all those movies that I have on. I'd like to talk well. about Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> that... Would have been a great Terry Gilliam movie. Oh man, can you imagine that? <laughs> the sadness and the absurdity uh, together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any, you know, it's one of those where too. It's like, how do we even approach this movie right now? Because every scene is iconic. Every joke, every bit. The the knight who uh, gets his legs cut off and says it's a flesh wound. Right? We could do a whole thing about that guy. His legs and his arms. And his arms. And again, he's just denying the reality of his existence and. 
that's the joke. The, it's the same joke. It's great. The bring out your dead guy. Uh, they bring go, out your dead! Bring out your dead! Ding! And the guy brings out the old man. He's like, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> then, hey, he's pretty close, you know. <laughs> I'm feeling better. Whap! <laughs> that joke Comes is over repeated. Over I'm going to say again. six times yeah. in the movie with different six different characters who all are on the uh, verge of death say they are feeling better and then are murdered by someone else <laughs> to ensure they are dead. Yeah. It's since it's really lots of death. Really in this. funny. A lot of death. Uh, uh, what is this rated? A lot of dark a uh, lot of dark humor actually. I don't know if this is rated. Is um it? no I I mean did the Brits uh, do they rate movies the oh, way the way that we do with the you know if MPAA we're do a here Criterion collection. I think it's unrated. Rated. I think it's unrated. I don't see a lot of a lot of f bombs in this movie. A lot of, no, <laughs> a lot of nudity. Surprising amount of nudity in Monty Python. The, the, no, oh, so there's there's <laughs> well, an extra twenty four seconds of juicy scene in the uh, anybody who's familiar. It's in the uh, the tower scene. Yes, the castle anthrax. Yes, uh, there are twenty four extra juicy seconds. Uh, of with of the women the the, the one scene with the with other actors to 19 in and it. a half year old blonde <laughs> women <laughs> it's like a nun convent yeah. of that particular demographic it's the one time they kind of go blue and sexually in this movie right where they yeah. yeah and then comes the oral sex and that's when he's whisked away by the yeah. rescuers oh wait i can stay a little bit longer <laughs> just so like so cheeky yes those cheeky brits but the 24 juicy seconds was a turn to the camera. I mean, spoiler alert. Yes, right? please and, do. And <laughs> the, the head nun says, uh, we really debated whether or not to include this scene. <laughs> and in the end, we think it's funny. So we left it in. And we're proud of that. And then it turns to somebody else who says, yeah, we're proud of that. And then cuts back into the movie. So it's just it's it's another joke within a joke. Juicy. Just for the <laughs> laserdisc crowd. Just for us. This thing is chock full of jokes just on the packaging. We we haven't really talked about the art is a very nice cover with the characters in the corners and a nice uh you know scene of them all but on the back there's all these little touches. There is uh about the transfer they they let you know that um there's the analog track the analog track two, the digital track, and the extra track, there is no extra track. <laughs> so you got your Japanese dub track, you got your audio commentary with Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, you got your film soundtrack, and then the extra track, there is no extra By track. By the way, the we never found the extra audio tracks. They apparently do actually exist but we don't have a remote control for yeah. this particular player. We might try it on this other so, player. Uh, We're playing we couldn't it on access a... the other audio tracks. Yeah. And we even found switches in the back of the machine to try and do this. Yeah, we, like were, physical we switches were experimenting a little bit. And we'll get back the, to you guys. Because yeah. one of the special features is uh, director Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones discussing the making of the film and their sexual preferences <laughs> on Analog Track 2. And I really wanted to hear what they had to say about the film. That seems like a that seems like that should be a must listen. Yeah. We, we've got to make sure we get that. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I have a, f a few different... We'll the, do a follow-up. The one player we had was a very simple, uh, straightforward player. So we'll see what we got on that. But yeah, there's so many little in-jokes all throughout the thing that it feels... Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the treasure of this movie is that you can see it a, a dozen times... And you still find something new in it. You still find the little joke, 
or the little expression that you didn't quite get the last time. The guy going, ooh, you know, the, yeah. just that little animation right. cue that you, maybe you didn't see last time. Um, that's really what I love about this stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's like every scene is iconic. You have the Frenchman who farts in your general direction. You have the killer rabbit. You have the knights that say knee. I mean, this is... Knee. 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 Nah. No, no, you're doing no, it. It's knee. Nah. Did you just nah. say knee at that poor woman? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they need a shrubbery. Like, that to me the might be the funniest thing. Is so good. I'm a shrubber. <laughs> and they meet a man who's a professional shrubber. I just, like, where, wh- what are they smoking? And where do I get it? And <laughs> That's incredible. how did they come up with this? You know, it's like, it seems like a cliche to say, but it's like, where do they, like, Surely they must have been batting around funny things that the Knights of Knee would need. Like, like what kind of mundane you know, well, item think, would they need? What well, I, really, I don't know. Maybe a wheelbarrow. No, not good enough. I love about what they actually need is the word is funny. Yes. It could yes. be anything, but the word you is know that shrubbery word, right. is a funny word exactly. to say and to hear. It's just fun to hear words that sound funny. <laughs> They say it funny. Uh, they know how to make it funny, I guess. Shrubbery. Shrubbery. And then the guy is a shrubber. Like, the fact that that's the profession. They find somebody shrubber. Who's, whose entire life is dedicated to shrubs. In the midle- medieval times. We're talking about peasants in mud. Again, the absurdity. The, the plague is happening, I think, at this point. At some uh, at some point. Yeah, this it's just too funny. It's too funny. I, and it's one of those where you're kind of... You're not la- like I'm not finding myself laughing out loud, but I'm just grinning the whole time it's happening yeah. and, and kind of chuckling and kind of inside. And then something will happen like John Cleese <laughs> as Lancelot gets the note uh, from the sickly prince to come rescue him. So John Cleese it says, as, I'm going I'm being forced to wed he against thinks, my will. Yes, he he's uh, he gets a note that uh, I'm trapped in the tower. My father's forcing me to marry against my will. We know that it's from a sickly young prince. Uh, he he thinks, thinks it's a princess, obviously, obviously. And there's a moment where he just runs in and just starts killing everybody in the castle. He kills like 50 people <laughs> no to joke. save this princess. Unnecessarily, he's killing the girls who are doing the Mayflower dance or They're whatever. They're prepping the for the dance. wedding. The wedding, and he's killing like bridesmaids. He's killing like the 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 flower the flower guys. You know, like and for some reason that just I lost. I kind of lost it at that point. Like it's just like it is just off the rails. Gratuitous gore. Too funny. I love the gratuitous stuff like that. Um, yeah, that it, so it hits everything like that. And that brings us to our. Turning point. Oh, yeah, the turning point. Perfect timing. Hey, you're welcome. So today's turning point. <laughs> uh, Maybe the best turning point yet, It's probably It really worked out well. So the sickly young prince is trying to escape, and he has already tied all of his bedsheets together. A classic bedsheet out the window scenario. The bed, the, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so he's starting this, waiting for Sir Lancelot to help him. And uh, his father, the the king of this, this kingdom... Uh, <laughs> Who is a very ambitious uh, man? He sees that this is a, a knight from an influential kingdom, and he cuts the bedsheet to let his son fall, presumably <laughs> yes. to his death. And that is, he goes, ah. and then a little bit of talking, <laughs> and then he goes, oh, <laughs> because that's how far he had to fall. Oh my By God. the time you had forgotten he had fallen, 
you hear him hitting the ground, and it is perfect timing. That's the turning point. It is such perfect timing. Lancelot has come into the chambers thinking it's a princess. He's very confused when it's a man that he's here to rescue, and he's like, well, I, I got a note. I, I don't know. I didn't get your note. So he's trying to back out of this whole thing that he's done. That's what I love about it, where he's like, oh, man, my bad, you know? And uh, right. and, and him and the dad get talking and negotiating. Meanwhile, the prince is trying to get out the window. I love that it's all happening in the background. And, like, they're talking, and meanwhile, the prince is like, oh, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready. Let's go. And, yeah, right. and then he just basically wily coyotes out and then just that's it was a fantastic it's fantastic point. and you know what uh, it, we talk about all the kind of comedic styles i'm getting a lot of like looney tunes like there is a lot of, a looney, lot of tunes looney tunes in this there right. is just a lot of just the irreverence of a looney tune so absurd so fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. so meta you know the characters are basically talking to you the way bugs bunny does uh, he'll in, turn he'll turn know. and do the shakespearean like Wow, this guy's a fool. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't. You you can't see out there, but I'm putting my hand on the side he's, of my mouth. He's doing that old you and whispering the to the audience. And what do you know, Joe? Yeah, it's just um, they they hit every every point of comedy, which is I think probably what makes this the classic. It is so good, and there there is an intermission in this movie. Right. So old <laughs> movies, way way back when, were long, and they built in an intermission. Because they were so long. Absolutely. Right? Well, they had to. Yeah. And this has an intermission like well over an hour into the movie. Yeah, we flipped the disc at this point. It has been flipped. They're, it's a most, it's an intermission <laughs> in the most adventurous point. They're crossing the, the fall of death on the bridge of doom or exactly. whatever. The bridge of death. It's the bridge of death, baby. And, and they're right in the middle of it. It's the, 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 da, 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 the smoke's da, coming up. And then bloop. Yeah, it's just the perfect little uh, music cue, and then back to the bridge of death. It's just a total <laughs> lovely joke. It's so good. It's like this. Remember, th- this is not serious. This is not a serious movie. Should not be taken seriously. Yeah, and uh, and then it continues right back into the action. So funny. Uh, well, the one guy that does take things seriously, I got to talk about Tim in this movie. Oh God. Tim might be my favorite character. Some have called me <laughs> Tim. <laughs> they meet Tim with the ram horns. He's a conjurer, and he is just making shit explode on command with his fingers. In the mountains. For, He's got a staff. For like a good minute, he is just pointing at things, and it's blowing up like fireworks style. And I just love the gratuitous show-off uh, aspect of Tim. He, he like he's already got them hooked. They're already like, oh, we're on board. And he's like, hold on, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I gotta show off a couple more fireworks. He, his display. John Cleese is Tim. John Cleese is so many of the funniest characters in. He's this my movie. favorite. He really is my favorite out of the actors. I, it's I hard for me to. Characters. It's hard, honestly. He plays the Frenchman. He plays the Frenchman. That's my favorite. And Tim is. I fought in your general direction. <laughs> He uh he does a lot of good stuff here. Uh, Michael Palin I love and he he's kind of like the man child in every scene. He's like the page. Right, and, right. Uh you know, and, and Graham Chapman as King Arthur is like the ultimate straight man. He's got to do all the heavy lifting as far as delivering He doesn't get the to be setup. quote unquote funny. Yeah. He's funny because he's serious. Yeah. That's he's, his He's comedy. the abbot to the abbot in Costello, yes. you know. He's like what's this now? And uh yeah, but yeah. John Cleese's Tim, man. I forgot how funny it was just to watch him just uh, just show off and be kind of a 
kind of a jerk off and <laughs> just <laughs> just and he, and I don't remember him ever doing anything productive with the fireworks. I mean, he just shows them off. It's it's just that perfect like uh just he's just such an asshole. <laughs> That's great. what I love. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, so the it ends it, 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 the ending and here it comes. All right. Uh-huh. Oh boy. And the Dogs ending. Are going nuts. Uh so he comes in uh they're uh, you know finds the castle they're gonna have this big giant melee fight yeah it's a bi- it's epic it's that like, ending that it's setup? lord of the rings level battle oh yeah it's 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 return of the king right here they do the thing they do the whole thing where it's like all the lieges are coming together up on the hill and of course they don't have horses but they're pretending to be on mm-hmm, horses mm-hmm. and it's like it's got that braveheart element right where you're seeing the men just like get ready for battle yeah Oh, I love it. It was just kind about of stirring. Clash. It was kind of genuinely stirring. Just right? about to clash. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the police show up with, with the uh, the deceased widow, and she points out the two men who ran by and killed her husband while the historian, who was filming a, <laughs> a television show. Again, yeah. And that's that's and then it just cuts to black. He gra- The policeman grabs the camera, throws it down, and it, it's revealed that this has really been a, a, a modern-day scenario the whole time, another layer of absurdity, Amazing. and then it's just black, no credits, and it's organ music repeated so yep. much that you think it's a record skipping. We, I, uh, Charlie, you thought the thought, laser again, disc was broken. Again, we thought something was wrong at the beginning of the movie with the opening credits, and we were sure something was wrong at the end of the movie with this closing like organ Re, rep, just a repetitious organ playing, but yeah, this is a movie that ends with King Arthur being taken away in a paddy wagon. That's how the movie ends. Like, yeah, like for, in, for in 1975, just justifiably, he murdered a man. He murdered a lot of people. He, well, but one in in present day. Mur- yes. a, a historian was trying to sum up the events in the beginning of the movie, and he just rode by and. He had no need to kill that man. It was a senseless <laughs> it murder. Was, it was rude. And I applaud the London uh, Police Department for solving the case in mm-hmm. a timely and professional manner. Scotland Yard. Was Scotland Yard. That. That's who. I, that's that's the damn name I was trying to think of. <laughs> Scotland Yard. Uh, well, that's the detective unit. Sherlock that's Holmes like not himself. the regular police. Oh yeah, these guys know. were elite. This was the this was the important. They made quick work of know. this. It was like watching the first forty eight. You know, they're like getting the clues. They're like, oh. This guy says he saw King Arthur do a thing. He rode by. Dun, we got to get that timeline down. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, it was an especially dun, heinous dun. crime. <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. All right. That was great. So yeah, that was great. I feel like that should be included in these special features on the Blu-ray release of this, if it hasn't already. What us? Our doing... rendition of, <laughs> of, of the Law of and Order, the Law and Order Special Victims Unit theme song. <laughs> I specifically was doing Special Victims. I don't know if you were just doing old school Law and Order. I was going well. I was yeah. going like. Are they... Well, no, that's no. They're the. It's oh, man. the same. It's hard to tell at this yeah, point, right? I think it's the same. They all run to together. They all run together. That dick wolf. Uh, this was a great movie. And then, uh, yeah, and then we were surprised by some really great stuff at the end. Special features. Thank you, Criterion Collection, for adding uh, some of the funniest stuff. The original theatrical trailer, uh, we got to point out, 
They included the original theatrical trailer for this, which back in the 70s, theatrical trailers were just kind of like haphazard montages of the movie. They would just play the end scene of or, the movie. Or one scene. Or just, yeah, or, or just like just nothing in continuity. You know how a trailer today is trying to build this, you know, the tension or show you the origin of something. Trailers back then were just nothing. So the fact that this trailer was as funny and original as it was is kind of mind-blowing in of itself to me, it, honestly. It was so good, and it ended up being dubbed from Japanese. Well, and then the uh, the, the trailer itself, they, they uh, are doing the audition for the voiceover in the trailer. So they keep showing the beginning clip. They keep showing this opening uh, audition narrative, like in a world, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But then they have four or five guys doing it. It gets progressively worse until they hear. Until, uh, yeah, I guess maybe a Japanese guy auditioned for it is the premise of the trailer. A local restaurateur. Oh, that's see. true. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so, true. So it's the it Japanese the dubbed tour. version, and the entire thing is subtitled. And at the end of this this trailer... Uh, it says, uh, now playing at your local theater four minutes from this restaurant. <laughs> and it's a Japanese man looking at the camera in a restaurant in obviously a restaurant <laughs> advertisement. It is so unexpected and so absurd. And it I love is it. so funny. Yeah, because, yeah, all of a sudden the narration is everything is uh, in Japanese. And then it cuts to the scene of this restaurant. And it's like, and we're here, too, serving delicious food four minutes away. I couldn't. I I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, watching no, it, I was, was too good. I was kind of shocked, and we actually had to rewind it a little bit because I was like, "I'm not getting this. I what is going too on?" Hard. Here? I missed a lot of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the uh, and then of course the photo gallery, which was a bunch of uh, set photos set to extremely creepy music. Yes, like really creepy classical kind of music. That one was interesting. That was an interesting take I by whatever Criterion Collection guy was putting that thing together. I don't um, know. I think it was the Python crew. You think it the felt, Python? You think they had a it just final felt like cut? A miss yeah, to me, yeah. You know. Well, what about that? So they showed the. Uh, this is what I love about this too. That they showed a clip of the Japanese dubbed version of the movie retranslated from the Japanese back into English as subtitles. <laughs> yeah. And they had this little note that was like, the filmmakers are very interested in this, like, pro- the, this the progress language. of language, how yeah. how the Japanese dubbed the English and then how the English would be redubbed from the Japanese. And they show the scene with the Frenchman who farts in their general direction. And uh, it's just brilliant because the subtitles are like... Uh, Instead of the Holy Grail, it's like the Holy Wine Glass. The, the wine cup. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then instead of the Frenchman making fun of them and, and saying your you know father smelled of elderberries, it's like very harsh family insults. I can tell how you were raised. It's very specific. Like, I know what kind of a couple your parents were. Like, yeah. there's something about the Japanese where that makes a lot of sense. That it was, it was they just would rude. Just, they would take a nonsensical insult and make it very cutting and very personal. <laughs> like your honor For has fun. been insulted. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your honor has been insulted. Like it's that's... very Shogun, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, that was perfect. So there you go. That's that's the disc, man. Man, and th- this is a fantastic movie. If you can find it on Laserdisc with all the extras. Man, this is uh, Criterion Collection release number 168, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, no, man, they just knocked it out of the park. I love this movie already, and seeing it on Laserdisc with all the extras and like having to sit down and getting a nice little break. I mention this every time, but I love having a break in the middle oh, of the movies. Yeah. 
It just it feels great break. so good. You know, you get up, you you get you get a drink of water, you pet the dog, you know, <laughs> you hit the you hit the restroom, you get some popcorn, you're back in action, ready 100% for the second half of the movie. And it makes the second half feel with so much more exciting, you know, your blood flowing. I don't know. I like getting up in the middle of movies. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this, yeah, definitely. And I, I think, uh, again, I've seen this movie a handful of times before now. Watching it now, it's one of those where I'm probably going to start watching it like once every few months. I feel like this is starting. It's going to come is back. Become in the rotation big time because I think I'm. I finally. It, it's it's so ahead of its time, right? Like that. I think comedically, I'm just catching up to Monty Python. You know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> right. just getting there. It's very. It's very to just how layered and funny and ridiculous and absurd and nonsensical and how good all of that works together and how it's not just stupid and silly and dumb. Because maybe you know maybe I'll catch up to Beavis and Butthead one day. <laughs> because to me, right, that's just like dumb kind of humor but uh, that's the draw of beavis and butthead oh yeah i guess I, I mean i'm a 90s kid right so i grew up with beavis and butthead and like adam sandler doing like you know yeah yeah stupid your songs home. yeah so stop I, looking at me swan yeah so it's like for me to actually find uh layers of funny in something as simple as like a, a killer rabbit and uh a, a gruesome a gruesome murder mystery in the middle of a crusade uh adventure story i just uh, i really appreciate it do you think this was biblically, historically accurate? 100%. 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. these guys did not stray from the facts, as far as I can tell, from the legends. He does read from the the scripture of the holy hand grenade. And you know what? I know we I know we wrapped it up, but the funniest thing to me as a kid who grew up Catholic was the part where they're reading about the holy hand grenade, and he's like, Thou shalt count to three, and only three, and thou shalt not count to four, nor two, unless it's, you know... Followed by three, five is right out. (laughs) That is so accurate to how the Bible is written. Like, no joke. That is exactly how they write everything in the Bible. It's like, you will have this, not this, not this, not this, but this. Did I mention this? That's wrong. This again. It's crazy how that book is written. No wonder it's so long. (laughs) <laughs> these guys get it yeah <laughs> all the all the inside jokes it, it maybe this is why it is a criterion collection you know as a comedy it would have to work 10 times as hard as other movies to be considered for the criterion collection and i think it does it is that level Dude. of movie making and writing and creativity and clever and wit and it actually does make you laugh and it's it has you know value when you watch it the third fourth fifth time you see new things and it's done well as a film it is a worthy criterion collection dude you nailed it we're going out on that thank you so much nick this was great i'm charlie, charlie. thank you hey man this has just been another great laser discourse uh let us know what you want to make us watch if you have suggestions we're at laser discourse pod on instagram and at laser discourse on twitter and Thank you.